Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Take two. There we go. Take two on take 12. <laughs> hey, buddy. What's happening? Man, look at our man right now. Sombrero on. Happy Cinco de Lofa. Yeah. Hola. <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, and maybe, oh, hey, that's yeah, it? C. I'm going to reply in C. Oh, today, come on. I agree. What about, what about your Mexican heritage? Yeah. Very proud of it. My mom, mm-hmm. a Garcia. Yeah. I am Mexican. Yeah. And where did you get that sombrero from? My kid's playroom. Oh. It's, yeah, it's not like a real one. I thought you were going to say you took it from an Azteca one time. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> okay. All right. It's looking good, man. I thought Thank it was you, I thought it was kind of official, honestly. I didn't think that was a child's play toy at all. Yeah. I feel like I like it because it, it's the first hat that makes my head look small of a normal size. <laughs> <laughs> feel right at home in this thing you're looking good man you got any big plans for the holiday uh yeah yeah a lot of tequila <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go do you do you guys remember when uh i don't know maybe some of you animals out there still do this but you guys remember when like you know planning drinking holidays was a thing like in my yeah. early 20s it was like all right st patty's where are we going tonight <laughs> whoa cinco tomorrow this weekend i mean even halloween was just an excuse to go drinking right true now sure. it's just like they it's like the, i hear about the kids celebrating it in their classrooms and then that's about it <laughs> <laughs> you know we've lost touch with our ways oh man what in the world now it, now it's just me sitting around watching like you know, like finishing up Better Call Saul while having a glass over ice. That's about it. <laughs> it still counts. <laughs> yeah. That's, that counts as a Cinco de Mayo celebration. What happens when you get old, man? <laughs> you celebrate in your own way. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Okay. Katie, producer Katie, you're still young and energetic. Are you going out tonight? Uh, I just ordered tacos to get delivered for us when we're done recording. So that's a Cinco de Mayo celebration. That's cool. But that's not exactly going out and tearing up the town tonight. (laughs) No, I know Rhino's going to tear it up. Yeah, Ryan, come on. Link, what are you doing? Somebody, yeah, come on. Somebody's got to go party. No, we're actually going out tonight. Are you? Where are you going? we go into a, there's a restaurant in the, in the packing district where we live and oh. uh, there's, it's Mexican restaurant, but it's surrounded by all these other places. So we're just going to go have a couple of drinks. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to get too crazy, but I mean, we got to get, get crazy. Come, Come on, on. Yeah. get Let's, crazy. Yeah. Remember the days when we planned on getting crazy? Now every conversation is, I don't plan on getting crazy. I'm no, let's it. plan I'm, I'm on crazy. Can we plan on crazy? Plan on crazy. Let's plan on living La Vida Loca. Yes. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where's my thing? Hold on. That's perfect. I should have had it ready to go. If you want to run uncut, yeah. unapologetic from the jump, yeah. and no politics in this club, just dirt from the streets and the creeks in the mud. Best podcast for the Seahawks, number one sports talk, yeah, we got it on live. Every episode, 12 hot takes, and we repping for Seattle, my place.
the Take 12 podcast on, well, anywhere you find podcasts, but brought to you by the Believe Network. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Brett Davern. He's Lofa Tatupu. Producer Katie's hanging out. Ryan Wettstein, the Missing Link, is hanging out. And we are here to talk about all things draft from a Seahawks perspective and probably jump into a little bit of what else is going on around the league currently. Um, and just, you know, whatever else is going on. Cracking her in the playoffs. We could Woo! talk a little hockey. Uh, Lofa's Celtics still in. We could talk still some basketball. In. Yeah, we just blew them out of the water last week. Are they still, are they still playing basketball up there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's all good. Um, welcome in, everybody. Uh, SeahawksPod at gmail.com. SeahawksPod at gmail.com is the email. At Take12Pod on all social media. Welcome to the show. Lofa, since la- last time we talked, the Seahawks, they had a draft. They've made some moves, maybe? Not really. I don't know. Do we? What, when is the last time we caught up from a Seahawks perspective was Gino signed yet? Have we talked about? Have you and I even talked about that? I'm pretty sure we talked about Gino. Okay, signed. all right. Yeah. So let's move on to the draft then. Uh, round one, number five. A lot of speculation. Nobody knew what was going to happen for real. A lot of Seahawks fans wanted Jalen Carter. A lot of Seahawks fans wanted Anthony Richardson. A lot of Seahawks fans thought we'll probably do what we always do and trade back. Uh, but no, they take cornerback Devin Witherspoon. Ooh. From from CBU Illinois, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't Illinois, know. They're putting out players, yeah. Man. Like all these guys, they're coming in ready to play. But uh, Spoon Man, this guy is an absolute savage. Spoon Man, <laughs> it's very Seattle, Katie. Good job, <laughs> very good. Producer Katie with a point already. Yeah, man. I mean, can I? So. First, right when he got selected, when they said when they when when um, they said cornerback, I thought they said quarterback, Ooh. and so did Mrs. Davern in the room. So we both immediately shot forward in Started our that, chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, obviously, you see the name and everything come across, and I thought my initial thought was who, <laughs> but that's just because I haven't been paying too much attention, and it's the draft, and I don't know, and so I thought, what, and then they put on the tape, and immediately I thought, oh, this guy's a hawk, let's yeah. go, mm. the physicality, the hits, the run stuffing, and so now, Lofa, you tell me about all of that stuff, because that had to get you excited, seeing that tape. Man, that first play they put up there, mm. where he blew up that quick screen, mm-hmm. and I mean, passed up two defenders or two uh, blockers and just smoked the running back. And that was the first play of the game, set the absolute tempo. And when <laughs> yeah. you got a guy, yeah, no, they, go they, ahead. They Which, said that on the broadcast, on the draft broadcast. They said, they said, watch this tape. This is the first play of the game. And that's when I immediately thought, I love this guy. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't seen someone blow up a screen like that since our guy KJ Wright. Let's go. Let's go, and, man. And I mean, just. First play of the game, if you're cornerbacks setting the tempo like that, and as a linebacker, I'm like, oh, he's not going to leave the game with the best hit. So now it just transcends everybody's energy and, you know, gets the 12 behind him, man. Mm. They're going to love this kid. Mm -hmm. Um, Strong, fast, athletic, everything you said, and just has that nastiness to him that you want on defense, man. You want it at every – you want it on offense too. But defense, this is what I'm talking about. And um, now he's he's got – look – 
everyone just thinks, oh, he started day one. You got to earn it around here. Mm. So, so we're going to see that competitive edge that he has because that DB room is stacked right now. That's but you got to love what you have across the board. That whole room is insane. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to get into now. Like, let's talk about the the sort of projected roster or just the guys that we got because you got Kobe Bryant high draft pick last year, right? Uh, Tariq, who obviously came in, we saw what he did, and and they stole him in the draft in one of the late rounds, right? Now they go out and they get Devin with the pick number five. You got, uh, uh, who else? Mike Jack. Mike Jackson. You got Jamal's coming back. Uh, They signed Love. Quandre. Quandre is there. I mean, the whole secondary. Is there enough positions for all these guys to play? (laughs) I mean, we 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 don't dare mention the Legion, right? But right, it's eerily reminiscent of. I don't know if I use that word correctly, but it reminds <laughs> me of uh-huh. a yeah. version yeah. of the Legion of Boom. Ooh, it's, it Ooh. feels like they are assembling, and they're definitely assembling young talent back there. And it'd be fun to see what shakes out. Uh, we had another pick in round one. The Seahawks were not done. If you if you stayed tuned to see Will Levis sitting there all night, you also saw <laughs> poor guy. You also sorry. You also saw them uh, take another selection in the first round. Which I, I there's two questions here, Lofa. What has happened to our Seahawks? They're actually picking in the first round, mm-hmm. and then also they right, let's talk about the pick because they took at number twenty wide receiver Jackson Smith. Najuba from Ohio State, which I kind of was teasing about CBU in Illinois. Ohio State is wide receiver you lately. And this kid looks just, I mean, like, I mean, he, they said he might have been a top 10, top five pick had it not been yeah. for an injury or, or whatever the year before. So, I mean, super excited to get this guy. Let's get his name right first. Okay, sorry. Jackson Smith in Jigba. In Jigba. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, another savage that. We were lucky to have there at the 20th pick. And like you said, I thought we were going to trade down too. So I was surprised too when when it happened. But Mm -hmm. um, you go back and you watch the highlights, man. I mean, just in space, the spatial awareness element that I've always talked about, you know, that Tyler Lockett and some of the special receivers have, Mm -hmm. knowing where the defender is, this guy catches the ball, attacks the ball, great hands, and then his ability to make somebody miss, the first guy almost always misses. Mm. And so now we're talking about yards after catch, which is something that, you know, we can improve upon this year. And then, I mean, you put him in there in the slot because obviously DK and Tyler are out there at one and two. And, uh, man, he's going to do work. Yeah. So I'm excited about this pick. Wait, do, you, do you have any comps for him? Like, who would he remind us of? Is it like a young Tyler Lockett, since they say he's going to play more in the slot? Or they were saying on the broadcast, at least, that he's like a he's that kind of inside receiver. So immediately yeah. I thought about Tyler, you know. I would I would say he, he compares, you know, favorably to that, but he's bigger, he's stronger. And, and his ability, like I said, man, it was – it's hard to even put into words how to how to say like what he does. Like he'll set guys up when he's he's got his back turned, kind of scans the field, turns around to look for the ball, gets the ball, and then he has like almost like Nate Burleson used to have mm. that the eyes behind the back of the head, Tyler Lockett, where just shake guys and know like okay, I'm gonna fake foot fake left and spin upfield right, and he's mm. gonna be gone, and mm-hmm. and now he's on to the next defender that he's gonna evade, and so it's just. It's special, man. There was 
I saw him make two guys collide into each other because he just stopped on a dime, let the pursuit over pursue, hit each other. And um, you can't you can't teach that. man. Mm. You can't. Oh, I'm excited. And also taking two guys in the first round, one's a DB, one's a wide receiver. They're going to be going against each other all the time. Iron sharpens iron, right, Lofa? Absolutely. Mm. We're going to see who wants to compete out there. Oh, yeah. All right, so then we move on to the second round, number 37 overall, outside linebacker. Here's a linebacker for you, Loaf. Derek Hall out of Auburn, War Man. Eagle. Yeah, War Eagle. Uh, this guy is an absolute beast. Um, looks like you, I think he's like 6'3", six through, six three, two, 50, 55, mm -hmm. and he just plays nasty, you know? And, um, again, you know, we're deep there. So do you want to talk about competition? That's the ethos of pizza organization program you know at every position and so i just love what he adds to the table to the mix and um yeah man he he's special also a little tidbit for you 12s out there i was doing a bunch of youtube and, and looking all these guys up and everything and uh Derek hall at auburn has an amazing story just a personal yeah. story uh he was i think born a little premature he, Premier, he was yeah. like not supposed to make it and all of that and there's a really nice put together feature that espn did or maybe the sec network did or something uh on him during his time at auburn and it's just a great story and i, I watch it and i dare you not to be in tears and i dare you not mm -hmm. to root for Derek hall and his family and everything just mm -hmm. great story uh also yeah. in and round two oh go ahead I think he had uh, almost 20 sacks in the SEC in the last two years. Mm. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, is that a good is that a good division? And then how, if you're playing well in that one, hey. Yeah. Uh, so and then also in round two because we had another pick there as well. Get uh, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA, running back. So it's it's kind of funny how they go like point counterpoint almost. They go cornerback, then wide receiver, yeah. then they go linebacker, then they go running back. Uh, but I mean, Charbonnet, he looks strong and, and just, I mean, he was a beast down there at UCLA. Yeah. You uh, want to talk was about the only, <laughs> only knock I had him was, was the school of choice. Uh, really wish he would have chose USC. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah. And you never know how these drafts are going to fall because I know that, you know, not necessarily position of need when, you know, you got K nine back there, but think about the tandem of those two mm. and, and what you can do. Um, every threat, every, every down is a, you know, run threat mm -hmm. with, with both of them back there. And so it really messes with the defense when you're going against an offense that has that capability. Um, yeah. Just monster out there. Um, you know, been putting up yards for years, you know, even on my Trojans, man, I had to watch that. It was tough. Uh, but, sh should so. we, should we call him Zash Charbonnet? Because of the C-H in his first name and then the C-H in the last name? Why are they pronounced differently? It's going to bother me. <laughs> hey, he runs the ball well. I'll call him whatever he wants me to call okay. him. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, to help block for him, they get, they in the fourth round, they take another offensive lineman from LSU. They love the offensive lineman from LSU, and, and so do we, because look, we've yeah. had success with those guys. Um, Anthony Bradford, a guard. Love them going O line there. I mean, do, I mean, did you watch this tape? <laughs> you can't miss number seventy five for LSU out there. He's the biggest guy on the field, <laughs> and that's what we like: bigger, faster, stronger, baby. Oh, um, is LSU becoming lineman? You? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I would concur. I would agree. Um, but yeah, you know, you can never have enough good linemen. But think about the depth that we have right now, mm -hmm. and then, like I said. Can't go back to it enough. Competition being the main focus of, you know, the program and the organization. 
um, we're just continuing to get better, man. And um, so, yeah, love what he adds to the table. And, you know, seeing two great running backs running behind this line is going to be special for years to come. What about, uh, okay, so then they go defensive tackle finally, which is where a mm-hmm. lot of people thought they would go first, but they waited quite a ways. And uh, But round number four, pick number 123 overall, they take Cameron Young, again, out of the SEC, out of Mississippi State. Yeah. I will always be excited about adding someone from the SEC, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I look, and I know there's a lot of SEC bias out there. They're the greatest, you know, conference. I played in the pack. They are the greatest conference. And, you know, there's no debating it. Wow. So I don't, you know, I don't know yeah. what the hate is all about. Um, so yeah, big athletic, um, D tackle, excited to have him, man. And um, you know, just all these pieces, man. It's it was really this draft, I think we're gonna look back and we're gonna be, you know, smiling, you know, because yeah. I know we've taken some criticism from the writers and stuff out there. Um, but you know, whatever, you know, you don't know what you have until two to three years down the road. Yeah, but just the fact that we came out of last year's draft with five starters, that is absolutely insane. And so, um, you know, excited about all these picks. It's going to be tough to crack this lineup, though. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking, because I, I'm in love with this draft also. I really am. Like, it, 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 it just feels like they were just picking just pieces that they need that are going to hopefully, I mean, if everything works out on paper, you know, yeah, it it just, man, I love the way this draft shook out. Next, they took a defensive end, Mike Morris from Michigan. Guy looks like a just absolute stud. Yeah. Yeah, He's like six, six or six, seven. Um, And, and the way that we want to use him, like he's super athletic for the position. And so, you know, maybe might be playing outside on the on the early rundowns and then inside, you know, kind of like a Justin Tuck did. Mm. Um, so, you know, very excited about what, what he can do. Well, he's a, he's a guy who gets after the quarterback's name's Mike Morris. It's perfect. I want a guy named Mike Morris. It's a tough-sounding, go-get-him <laughs> kind of a name. Uh, then they go center, uh, which you might have to help me with the pronunciation of this one. I'm not even going to try. I, I will figure it out as we go through it. Um, uh, Olu. Oh, Olu. Yeah, Olu. Like, can we we'll just go with Olu? That. Olu, we'll Olu. Leave it that. Yeah, but out of Michigan again at center. So, some more O line depth there, right? Olu, Sagan, Ola, what? Timmy. There you go. Nailed it. I, I, I think it's close. Yeah. Center uh, out of Michigan. I believe he was the Outland Trophy winner. That's which right. Is, yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, you got to be pretty damn good to win that award. Yeah. So, yeah. So, getting him, the value to getting him. You know, and the fifth round is insane. And um, is that yeah, I so know the Outland? Wait, the Outland is best O lineman. Period. It's not best. I think it's best lineman. Period. O or D lineman. Oh wow! I was gonna say it's not just center. It's I don't know. Maybe you're right. Wow. I should brush up on those awards. Well, I didn't win any of them, so I don't really care. About I them. mean, I read something that said though that the Outland Trophy winner, it, it um, in terms of like NFL career and longevity, they usually have nice, just long careers in the NFL for some reason. And that's I, sign me up for a center who's going to be here a while, right? I mean, that, that sounds good, man. Sounds, sounds good, good to, to me, me. man. Uh, round six, they go back to the secondary again. I don't know where they're going to find room for Jarek Reed the second out of New Mexico, but he had great tape. This kid can play. This mm. is one of the draft picks I am most excited about. It is. It's easy to get excited about the first, you know, four or five picks, you know, and all that. Yeah. 
But down here, this is a spot that John and Pete have really always found real value guys that that go later than than they should. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, you know, who who knows why? And uh, I mean, think about Cam Chancellor, Sherman, like all these guys, uh, Malcolm Smith, that just they can flat out play ball, but maybe a measurable is not there or or something, you know. And because uh, I mean, only two hundred or so guys get picked, right? Mm -hmm. Or lucky enough to have their name called. But this kid flat out ball player makes the room better. And I mean, I think special teams right away, I think he could be a real player and fit for, for what we do. Gotcha. Over there. Well, now we get to round number seven and this one is very interesting to me. I've been watching a lot of YouTube about this one. There's a lot of opinion out there about this one. And the general consensus that I can find in, in the deepest recesses of Seahawk internet and, and NFL internet is that this might be the steal of the entire draft. Mm. Well, then you tell me about it because I haven't actually seen it yet. Round number seven, number 237 overall, running back Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. And yes. I, all the videos I'm watching are like, how in the hell did the Seahawks get this guy in round seven? And and with now what with with Zach Zache how do you pronounce it Zache Charbonnet Charbonnet <laughs> with 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 Charbonnet and K nine and and now Kenny McIntosh who I mean put on some tape from this guy at Georgia he he looks like a when he's catching passes he looks like a wide receiver and when he's taking handoffs he looks like a running back and wow. he just he looks like a bigger Golden Tate I don't know I mean oh. I am excited. For Kenny McIntosh to get on this team and to see what what they can do with this guy, and you want to talk about depth? I mean, the running back room is is pretty stacked, at least on paper right now. Absolutely, uh -huh. and then um, so you, he's definitely going to add some depth, and um, and you know, hopefully, you know, push them to to be better. But um, special teams, I think, has got to play mm. a big role in in, in this one. And oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what he can do. I mean, he probably has some returning in him, you know, uh, things like that. But also. SEC. He's mm -hmm. cool with me. Yeah. Well, and Georgia too, right? I mean, I wanted anyone from that Georgia <laughs> roster. Really? No. Yeah. You think about it. I mean, there's, there's guys that, you know, they don't get a chance. You know, a lot of guys just turn around, hit the portal right away if they don't play, but for him to stick it out and, and not necessarily always, you know, be the man. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he thrived in the, in the NFL. Well, and that means there's some life on those tires too, right? Not taking there the you, pounding every game in the SEC. Also on his tape, he threw a touchdown pass also. Oh, so this guy's going to be fun. Man. He can do it all. Oh, he can do it all. Uh, what about around the league a little bit? Let's, let's look around that, but bef or, Wait, before we get there, well, can, oh, I yeah, talk yeah. About, can I talk about one guy? Sure. That we got in yes. undrafted free agency. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Because this is where, again, along with those late round picks, John and Pete have just knocked it out the park. Mm -hmm. We got a guy by the name of Matt Landers, SEC, Arkansas. Brock Landers? <laughs> oh, his cousin, his cousin, Matt. Oh, okay. <laughs> he Matt is Landers. Okay. six, I don't know, four or five, 200 pounds, four, three, 40. I think he's what? got a 40 inch inch vertical. I'm writing um, all this down. He's got a 40 inch what? Vertical. <laughs> Matt yeah. Landers has a 40 inch what? Sorry. Um I just saw Boogie Nights like three nights ago. Do you, do you like things of that nature? Yes. What position does he play? Silky Mets. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I'm just telling you. Be ready for Matt Landers. He's shaking a maraca. Woo! 
My wife just gave that to me. <laughs> Lofa shaking a maraca. <laughs> Matt Landers, huh? All right. I'm writing it down. I, I like mean, it. Yeah. And the the tape that I've seen on this kid just after after the catch, ridiculous. Mm. Um, you know, not just straight line speed, but also has the quicks too. Um man, I don't I don't know how he doesn't get drafted. And wow. so to add that guy to you know, already the first round, first round pick that we got, mm-hmm. DK, Lockett, man. Yeah. That Gino's got to be super happy, you know, coming out of this draft. Yeah, they went out and got him some weapons for sure, man. I mean, okay, wait, 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 I have to do a live read real quick, and then I want to get into some more stuff here. Yeah. But first, yeah. let me tell you about our friends over at betonline.ag. Uh, your number one source for all online wagering and betting. Right now, the NHL playoffs in full swing. You're cracking her in the second round, everybody. You want to lay yeah. some dollars down? Do it at betonline.ag. Download the mobile app or use their web browser uh, or, you know, your normal web browser, like always. Use our promo code. Still believe 50? Uh, just believe. Ah, see, he changed things on me. <laughs> it hasn't been believe 50 for like an entire season. Aww. No way. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> believe. believe. <clears throat> Spelled our way, B-L-E-A-V will get you a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. I want to ask you, Lofa, about some guys maybe that we didn't take and that some Seahawks fans wanted us to take pre-draft. And I don't know. I mean, who knows what happens there, right? Like, I mean, they're never going to really tell you why they didn't take a guy or whatever else. But... Uh, Jalen Carter was sitting there at five. A lot of people were sitting there at five that Seahawks fans wanted them to take. They didn't go that way. Philly ended up... By the way, how about the draft Philly had? They're just basically a defense now. <laughs> and, yeah, Georgia, and Georgia North. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, so Philly picks him up, but I mean, what about that? I mean... Um, when a guy like Spoon sitting there, you know, yeah. right there, the formula that the, the Hawks have had in the past for great success. I mean, you know, it always, from my, from my point of view, starts in the trenches. But when we had the Legion of Boom, it freed up a lot of other things, you know, whether it was in that interior uh, on the line, you know, to get more time to rush the passer and, and things like that. You know, so rush always compliments, covers, and, you know, and vice versa. So I don't think you really go wrong either pick. Yeah, I was getting texts from Seahawks fan friends who, you know, were texting me going like, well, it's going to be tough watching Jalen Carter for all these years in Philly. And I was like, look, I I just said right back, I said, they could have taken him and they didn't. So that means they didn't want him (laughs) flat out. You know, I mean, he's sitting there. They could take him. They could take anyone they want. And they chose not to take him. So whether we are bummed out or that we or, or that we wanted him or not, John and Pete, and they didn't, and they didn't take him. And clearly, Spoon, like you said, was their guy. So I'm going to ride with him. Let's go. There, there's always what-if scenarios, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of passing on somebody or not getting somebody you wanted. So, I mean, it, you could go back in every single draft and do that. And, I mean, how many teams passed on DK? You know, sure. I mean, some even twice and they're now they're just like, oh, you know. Yeah. And so um, even myself, I mean, <laughs> I knew I wasn't going first round, but damn it. You're going to pass on me twice. Nah, you had to spend more time working on the 40 before you got there. You would have you... <laughs> spent my life working on that. Not got drafted. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, let's. I'm excited, man, and I'm excited for all these these guys, especially like sometimes the best parts of the draft are watching the videos the next day of when they get in the call and the reaction of the families and just everything that these young athletes and I don't have to tell you what you got to go through to get there. And watching the draft for me has become less about almost even what my team does in the future and all of that. And it just becomes about watching these guys' dreams come true. And, and, and it's just, I don't know, it's a special thing. It's cool. I, man, I'll take you one before we get out of here, one quick little draft memory. So we had the party, you know, out in uh, San Diego, Oceanside. One of my dad's college roommates was like, hey, he was gracious enough to have, have the party at his house. Um, had like 60 or 70 people. People just kept showing up. And uh, I'll never forget. So we all stayed at the house and, you know, my dad and my and myself played. We played uh, golf the day before. I just had a great day just talking. And then that morning, I get to feel like I'm the first one up because like coverage, we're on the West Coast. So coverage starts early on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And my dad's sitting there. And he's got two Heinekens in front of him. <laughs> this is like 7.30 in the morning. And uh, I'm like, hey, man, you're up early. He's like, yeah, I, th- I thought you might be up a little early, too. Because, you know, not that I couldn't sleep, but I was just on yeah. that training regimen. So I sit over there and we share a Heineken. And we just watch the pre-draft coverage. And, you know, just hearing him tell me that he was proud of me, yeah. um, it that was something that, you know, I'll never forget. Yeah, that's cool. And that was the draft used to be done differently back then too, right? They didn't do like the first round in prime time or anything. Two days. So you had, you know, rounds one through three on on Friday or Saturday, Saturday and then on Sunday you had four through seven. How did it I mean, for real, when you're sitting there, take us back to that that time. I mean, you you did with the picture you painted of you and your dad, but in in your head and what was going on surrounding you? Like, where did you realistically think you were going to go? And then what happened when you were picked? Like, did you get the call first or did you see it on TV? Oh, it was wild, bro. So, um, you know, my dad was even saying, hey, you sure you want to have the party on the first day? I was like, chill out, bro. I'm getting drafted <laughs> on the first day. He was just he was just a dad trying to look out for his he son. He saw the right? 40 time, man. <laughs> no, shit, everybody saw that. Uh, and so... You know, we, we we planned out the party because I told everybody, hey, I'm not going any later than the third round. I go, mark that. It's All happening right. today. But, I, you know, I knew it was going to be a long wait, but it felt excruciatingly long. Like, you know, the first round, you know, I think there was actually like five minutes on the clock for those picks. Yeah. And then and then the time gets shortened every every other pick. So, you know, we get to the second round and my dad's best friend, uh, Uncle Jack, he was saying he goes, hey. I heard second round Seahawks and I was like, man, I haven't even talked to the Seahawks. There's no way. So my agent, I guess he's calling a bunch of people, but the one thing I didn't check for was cell reception. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So I gave my cell phone out to everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and I had no, I didn't look at it. I didn't even bother looking at my phone the whole time. It wasn't, phones were not as big a deal. Yeah, it was we, like 1972 or something. We did, yeah, we didn't have cameras. It was just like, you know, you could just get a call or maybe send a text. Wow. But so you weren't looking at your phone. We didn't have social media. Right. Uh, and so all of a sudden we're just sitting there and the Hawks are up and Uncle Jack's right there, and my dad, and uh, everyone's, crowd around the TV and on the bottom ticker a trade's been made and uh, Uncle Jack's like oh Seattle jumped up 
I oh. wonder who they're getting. And he's just looking at me. And I was like, no way. I would have gotten a call. And it sure enough, it pops up linebacker, low fit to two. So they had drafted me without having actually confirmed or talked to me. <laughs> oh. I, I, I felt like it found out in the best way. Oh, that's you know? awesome. And I hate surprises, but that was, I mean, food and drink was flying. Yeah. No one, no one was ready for it. But, um, and I didn't cry, you know, nothing against the guys that cry, but you know, I believed in myself and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I expected to go. Wow. And so, but then I That's get on great. the phone and home, homeroom was giving me hell. He was like, they said you were smart. You didn't check for cell reception. <laughs> no, like, yeah. He's, he's, he got me on that one. He's double checking your Wonderlic score as they, he, as you speak, <laughs> which was a 29 for everybody out there. Yeah. Do they even do the Wonderlick still, or have they done a different test now? They, they still do it. Oh, still okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool, man. What a story. What a what a moment. Yeah, how, just did you ever ask Uncle Jack how he knew? Did he have an inside uh, track or anything? I don't know. He must have, right? Because yeah. I, I was just like, he didn't he didn't divulge his sources. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe but... Holmgren taught him history back in the day or something. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a teacher, <laughs> he was a history teacher, right? Man, but just being in that moment, um, and it's, you know, even I get texts on draft day from, you know, friends and family that were there and, you know, all that nostalgia comes back and it's exciting to see these kids, you know, live their dream. Yeah. And uh, regardless of what happens, man, they got their name called, you know, and uh, it's it's something you always dream about. What, What would you say to these guys? I mean, if you were in the building, these rookies are coming in and, uh, you know, you played for Pete, like, uh, all right, well, are you going to go down and say hi to these guys when they get there? I I, I would think you'd want to see these guys in person. I want to see these guys in person. Can I come? I want to (laughs) come. We'll see if we can get you clearance. (laughs) All right. Uh, They won't let me in. I would just never stop hugging them. (laughs) Welcoming them to the team. did to Brock? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I've been banned. But, uh, I mean, what would you say to these guys coming into the Pete's program? Hey, man, like day one, it's it's known that competition is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And really, it's about you being your best you, um, which, you know, playing for Pete and, you know, in college and, you know, looking back on it now, because uh, everybody thinks all oh, the competition is somebody else. No, man, you have to be the best you can be. Mm. And um so taking that, you know, focus, you know, to heart and and just leaving it all out there, you know, you'll walk away, um, you know, looking back on your career like, hey, with no regrets, I did everything I could. I got every ounce of talent and ability out of me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, just, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm no athlete but, for sure, but, but I think that would be guys, the best part of coming into Pete's program is you just get the, to compete. For the guys but, that didn't get drafted, uh-huh. I would say don't fucking forget that you didn't get drafted use mm. that as motivation because it's you know i know i got drafted but i still had that chip on my shoulder when i didn't get a fucking single scholarship to play linebacker i only got one but i only needed one chance mm. Mm. how's that chip doing is it still there yeah hell it's yeah. still there that's why one shoulder's bigger than the other <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh you got a thought on aaron Rodgers to the jets real quick we haven't talked about that ever on here let's break it down <laughs> No, I'm happy for him. You know, yeah, I'm happy for him. Yeah, I, Pat, I Pack, well, twelve now. It was Pack ten way back when we were playing. Amazing to see that he's still playing at a high level. It just a testament to you know willpower and you know 
um, luck, but you make your own luck in terms of injury. I mm-hmm. mean, just tough, gritty dude that overcame all odds, and man, he's doing it. Yeah, yeah. See what happens there. That's it for us today, everybody. For producer Katie, I'm Brett, and that's Lofa. And oh, epicseats.com. Check out epicseats.com, everybody, for your seats needs. Slip them in there at the end. Um, that's it for us. We'll be back with another episode when the schedule is released, and we'll start looking into that, and we'll talk all about our trips that we're taking this next season, everybody. Don't forget, four away games next season. You can sign up for all the info you need at take12travel.com. Just give us your email address. We'll keep you updated with updates when we figure out what the hotels are we're staying in and what flights we'll be on and where we're going to go to dinner and who we'll be traveling with when we go to these away games in New York, Nashville, L.A. And where, producer Katie? Dallas. Dallas, the Dallas. big D. That's right. I was like, what are the... I, it's always so hard to come up with the, the big last D. one. big D. Yeah. Big uh, D. Lots of information over Pause. at take12travel.com. Sign up and sign up early. Hands in the middle, everybody. Let's break it down. What you got for me, brother? Oh, I mean... It's Cinco de Mayo. It, come on, give us some give us some Spanish or something. Oh, there's the maraca. Fiesta on Fiesta's party, right? Yeah, Fiesta. Yeah. Fiesta on three. One, two, three. Fiesta! Fiesta! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.